We are reading from the Rabash's article, What Does It Mean That Man's Blessing is the Blessing of the Sons in the Work? What does it mean that man's blessing is the blessing of the sons in the work? You can find the material in Study Materials tab in the Arvut system. You can also send questions. What does it mean that man's blessing is the blessing of the sons in the work? It's written in the Zohar about the verse. He asks about the verse. And he blessed Joseph and said, I will bless the lads. We should look in this verse, for it says, he blessed Joseph. But we find no blessing for Joseph here, that he blessed Joseph, but his sons. He replies, Rabbi Yossi said, it is precisely it, since it implies Malchut. It is written, blessed Joseph, which is the blessing of his sons, since his sons, Menashe and Ephraim, are regarded as Malchut which is called it. And when his sons are blessed, he is blessed first. This is why it writes, Joseph too, since a man's sons are his blessing. We should understand what it means that if the sons are blessed, Joseph is blessed also in the work. What does this tell us? It is known that all our work is that we must achieve dvekut with the Creator, which is equivalence of form, meaning to bestow, just as the Creator bestows upon the lower ones. Because of it, we were given the work in Torah and Mitzvot to do them in order to bestow. By this, one becomes corrected at the root of his soul, which is Malchut of Atzilut, which is regarded as the whole of Israel. This is why Malchut is called the Assembly of Israel, since all the souls come from her. Hence, to the extent that they work in order to bestow, they cause Malchut, who is called Shechina, to unite with the Creator called Zeranpin, or Yesod of Zeranpin, for Yesod is called righteous. Who bestows upon Malchut. However, when Malchut is receiving for herself, she has no equivalence with the giver called the Creator. And this is regarded as the Shekhinah being far from the Creator due to disparity of form. 
This is considered that the Creator cannot bestow upon Malchut, and thus the souls have no abundance. When the Creator cannot bestow upon the lower ones, due to the disparity of form between them, this is called the sorrow of the Shekhinah. That is, from the perspective of the receiver, she cannot receive abundance because if she receives abundance for the lower ones, it will all go to the Kliput. Called receiving in order to receive. It is also called sorrow from the perspective of the giver, because the thought of creation is to do good to his creations. But now he cannot give them the delight and pleasure, because everything that the creatures will have will go to the klipot. Hence, the giver is sorry that he cannot give. Like a mother who wants to feed her baby, but the baby is sick and cannot eat. At that time, there is sorrow on the part of the giver. In the words of the Zohar, this is considered that there is sorrow above, that there cannot be unification, meaning for the giver to give abundance to the receiver. The giver of abundance to the lower ones is called Malchut, who receives abundance from Zalampin. In the words of our sages, this is called Israel nourish their father in heaven. What is the nourishment? It is that Israel qualify themselves to become fit to receive abundance. This is his nourishment. Since this was the purpose of creation, which is to do good to his creations. Therefore, when the lower ones engage in Torah and Mitzvot with the aim to bestow, they cause unification above, meaning that Malchut too, who receives the abundance for the lower ones, to become a giver. This is called the unification of the Creator and the Shechina. That is, there is contentment above because the lower ones cause abundance to flow downward. But if the lower ones do not work with the aim to bestow, it causes sorrow, the sorrow of the Shekhinah. That is, there is sorrow above that Malchut, who is called Shekhinah, cannot bestow delight and pleasure to the creatures. However, we should make two discernments concerning the sorrow of the Shekhinah. 
we should discern that there is sorrow from the perspective of the giver, called Creator. And there is the sorrow of the Shekhinah, who is called the Mother of the Sons, meaning the Assembly of Israel, who engendered the souls of Israel. Also, we attribute to Malchut the, the giving of vitality to the Klipot, as it is written, and her legs go down to death. The meaning of her legs is Malchut at her end, which is called legs. She descends in order to bestow vitality to the Klipot, who are called death. So as to sustain them, Otherwise, the klipot would not exist. Since the klipot are needed, as it is written, and God made it so they would fear Him, Malchut sustains them just so they persist, meaning the amount that enables them to exist. This is also called very thin light. So they can exist. That is, we see that there is pleasure in the corporeal world and that the whole world chases this pleasure in order to obtain it. In general, this pleasure is clothed in three things called envy, lust, and honor. Were it not for the thin light there, which places the pleasure within these corporeal things, it could exist in the world. Since without pleasure, it is impossible to live, because the purpose of creation was with the aim to do good to his creations. Hence, without good, it is impossible to live. However, we should understand why it is called the sorrow of the Shekhinah. Since the Creator created the world in order to do good to His creations, thus it should have been called the sorrow of the Creator. That is, the fact that the creatures do not engage in Torah and Mitzvot in order to bestow causes that the Creator will be unable to bestow. So, the sorrow should be attributed to the Creator, not to the Shekhinah, who is called Malchut. Balasulam said, what is the difference between the Creator and the Shekhinah? He said that it is one thing. It is, as the Zohar says, he is Shuchen, dweller, and she is Shekhinah. This means that both names are one thing. 
but are light and clear. That is, the place where the Shochen is revealed is called Shekhinah. Hence, they are the same thing. But where the light cannot be revealed because of the disparity of form between the light and the Kli, it is considered that the Shechina, where the Shochen should be revealed, is deficient. For this reason, we relate to the Shechina, since the Shochen cannot be revealed to the lower ones due to their disparity of form. And since we're speaking only from the perspective of the vessels, we call the exile Shechina in the dust, Shechina in exile. Since we are speaking from the perspective of the Kelim and not from that of the lights. This is why it is called the sorrow of the Shechina as though she suffers from her inability to bestow upon the lower ones. But if we elaborate on the details, we should say that there is also sorrow here on the part of the giver, who is called the giver to the lower ones. But when we speak from the perspective of the Kelim, we call it the sorrow of the Shekhinah. According to the above, in order to have contentment above because he spoke and his will was done, this means that in order for his desire to do good to his creations to be carried out, so the creatures will receive from him delight and pleasure, which is the joy that the created beings cause above. As our sages said, there has never been such joy before him as on the day when heaven and earth were created. When the creatures walk on the straight path, when all their actions are in order to bestow contentment upon their maker, they make malchut, which is the root of the souls, work in order to bestow what she receives for the souls, meaning for the souls, so they become able to receive in order to bestow. This is considered that the creatures cause the unification of the Creator and His Shekhinah. By this, abundance is bestowed upon the lower ones because the abundance that is extended for the purpose of correction. That is, through this reception, in a manner that is in equivalence of form, there is pleasure above, since during the reception of the abundance, there is no shame there because of the correction that they receive in order to bestow. 
ובאמור נבין מה ששאלנו. מהו ברכת היינו meaning that they want to receive only because they want to bestow contentment upon the Creator. For blessing means bestowal, which is chesed, meaning to bestow. As it is written in the Zohar, that the letter Bet is Chesed, which indicates blessing, which is Chesedim, which is the whole of Chokhmah, who is included in the Bet. It follows that by the sons engaging in blessing, meaning working in order to bestow, They cause Malchut above to connect with Zeranpin. This is called the unification of the Creator with His Shechina. From this unification, they can bestow above as well, since the sons engage in bestowal. This causes the blessing at the root above to be drawn down to the sons. And this is considered that the people of Israel receive the abundance from their Father in heaven. It is written in the Zohar, the reason why the great Mochin of Shabbat are called inheritance is that all the mochin that the children of Israel receive from their Father in Heaven is by an awakening from below. As they said, I labored and I found, believe. It is as people purchase possessions in this world. The greater the possession, the greater should be the exertion that they give for it. But the lights of Shabbat do not require any labor. The reason that the lights of Shabbat do not require labor is that Shabbat is the completion of heaven and earth, a semblance of the end of correction, when everything is corrected. Hence, before Shabbat, there are the six weekdays, which imply the 6,000 years of work until we achieve the end of correction. Likewise, there are the six workdays, which is the time of the work, and Shabbat is the rest. Shabbat is the rest. 
This is why our sages said, he who did not toil on the eve of Shabbat, what will he eat on Shabbat? It follows that by exerting to emerge from the control of self-love and be rewarded with vessels of bestowal, which is a blessing, by this there is contentment above in that they can bestow upon the sons. Now we can understand what the Zohar answers about what is written, he blessed Joseph. And we did not find a blessing here that he blessed Joseph, but rather his sons. He explains that when his sons are blessed, he is blessed. This is why it is written, Joseph too, since man's sons are his blessing. That is, Joseph is called the giver. And his sons, explains the Zohar, his sons, Menashe and Ephraim, are regarded as Malchut, which is called Et. This means that Malchut, who is called Et, is because she contains all the letters from Aleph to Tav. Since the letters are called Kelim and the receivers of the abundance, which is called his sons, since she receives for the created beings. It follows that by his sons being blessed, he becomes blessed too. That is the giver, who is Joseph, called Yesod, gives to Malchut. When Malchut can receive for the sons, at that time Malchut is called the mother of the sons is glad. Hallelujah. When the lower ones engage in Torah and Mitzvot in order to bestow, they cause at the root of their soul, which is Malchut, to equalize in form with the giver, who is called unification. At that time, the abundance is poured to the lower ones. Thus, they cause Malchut to be able to receive abundance for them. Hence, Malchut is called the mother of the sons is glad. Hallelujah means Hallelujah, praise, Ko, the Creator, who are called Chokhmah and Bina, who give the abundance to the quality of Joseph, and from Joseph, who is Yesod, to Malchut, who is called Et. Meaning of what is written, he blessed Joseph. And this is the meaning of man's blessing are his sons. 
If the sons are blessed, it is considered a blessing for man when he can bestow delight and pleasure. However, this work for all his actions to be in order to bestow is hard work. Since all the organs of the body object to it, this is against man's nature, who was created with a desire to receive for his own benefit. This is the meaning of what is written, and I am a worm and not a man, a disgrace of man and despised by the people. You should interpret that I refers to I am the Lord your God. That this quality in him is as a worm, meaning as weak as a worm. And not a man means that when I want to cling to I am the Lord your God, they say that it is unbecoming of an intelligent and reasonable person to go above reason. This is more like an insane person. A disgrace of man is the work of faith above reason. This is a disgrace for a person who thinks that man's main purpose is to cling to I am the Lord your God. In other words, wanting to be rewarded with I being as the Lord your God means that he will be rewarded personally. And this is called your God. At that time, they curse and swear, meaning they say that this work belongs to angels, not to people that it is a disgrace for a person to want to do this. Even though he tells them, but you see that there are many people are walking on the path toward being rewarded with the Lord being their God. At that time, they say about these people that they are simply despised by the people, meaning that the nations of the world in one's body tell him that this work, for a person to be rewarded with the quality, I am the Lord your God, belongs to the despised, meaning to lowly people, that it is a disgrace to even speak to them, since they are walking on the path of the Creator like mindless fools. In any case, when one wants to overcome their complaints, it is hard work 
and there are ascents and descents there. A person needs extra efforts because the arguments of the nations of the world in a person stand ready to find some weakness in the work so as to show man that he is wasting his efforts. Since this work is not for him, and they advise him to escape the campaign. The person is powerless to stand against them, but only to increase his prayer that the Creator will help him defeat the enemies within him. This is the meaning of the verse. Many are the afflictions of the wicked, and he who trusts in the Lord, Chesed, will surround him. We should understand what is many are the afflictions of the wicked. It seems as though because of it, he who trusts in the Lord, Chesed will surround him. But in the work, we speak of one person who comprises the entire world. The meaning is that as long as one is under the control of the will to receive, he is called wicked, since he cannot say that his guidance is good and does good. Hence he suffers torments when he wants to work in order to bestow. A person asks, why did I not suffer afflictions when I engaged in Torah and mitzvot before I began to do the holy work that it will be in order to bestow? I had joy in the work and I was always happy since I believed in reward and punishment. And this is why I observed Torah and Mitzvot. But now that he has begun the work of bestowal, he feels pain when he wants to engage in Torah and Mitzvot. And it is hard for him to do anything for the sake of the Creator. Each time he sees how far he is from Kedusha. For Kedusha means equivalence of form. And now he sees that he is far from it. The answer is that he should believe that the fact that now he has become farther from the Creator and he is asking, this feeling that he feels that now he's worse than when he worked in order to receive reward is not because he's really worse than before. It's not that now more evil has been added to him and because of it he is worse. Rather, it is because now that he has done many good deeds, the truth was revealed to him, that the evil in him governs him. 
לכן גילו לו את האמת, איך שהרע שבו שולט עליו. Conversely, before he had the good, he could not be shown the truth. Since the bad and the good must always be balanced, it follows that he is not in such a descent that he thinks that this work is not for him. He wants to escape the campaign. Rather, this feeling comes to him precisely when he has good. Yet, he believes in the Creator that he was given from above to feel these states of pain. While one is still in a degree called in a degree of wicked, when he cannot believe in a guidance of delight and pleasure, when that person overcomes, it is called he who trusts in the Lord. At that time, he is rewarded with chesed will surround him. We should interpret that Yesovevenu will surround him comes from the word Mesovev, consequence. In other words, the pains that the wicked suffered was the reason for the chesed. It is meriting the quality of chesed. It follows that many are the afflictions of the wicked caused him to be rewarded with chesed. This is okay, right? I think that we shouldn't have any questions, but... From Mach 4 they ask, what can we do to prevent the sorrow of the Shekhinah? It's all in our hands, meaning to give the Creator the ability to be revealed in our vessels through the law of equivalence of form. From Belarus, how to differentiate between connection in quantity and connection in quality in the ten? Connection in quality, well, clearly it's between two or between a small number of uh, people. And we can somehow scrutinize it. And connection in quantity, this could be in a 10, but not more than that. Well, it could be more, but on the condition that they already connect between them, the 10 as one, and then the calculation is according to the tens, and then hundreds, and then thousands. It's an accumulated matter. 
Me Asia Sholim from Asia. They ask, is there good that does good before recognition of evil? With respect to whom? There must be people who went through the entire path in the correction of their vessels. And in the end, with corrected vessels, they determine the good who does good. What does it mean, the blessing of the sons in the work? It's that the Creator blesses the sons, that they are the results, the good results from a person. Okay. The article in itself is not complicated. It is simple. Yes, Steve? Why is the system built in such a way that there is bestower, malchut, sons? Why isn't, isn't it sufficient, say, just creator and created beings? Why is there such a system called malchut? in order for a man to be able to depict the vessel by which he is connected with the Creator that exists outside of him and outside of the Creator. There is something in between them. So that he can get closer and speak about something if a person would feel it inside of himself, what would he be able to work on? And if the system did not exist, then it would be just, say, the Creator? So how the person depicts to himself that he exists outside of the Creator, and bit by bit he can get closer to him and adhere to him. Why couldn't they just, the created beings, us, let's say, just connect and be in contact with the Creator. What? Why do we need this mother of the sons that mediates between us and the Creator? In order for us to be able to work with the forces of the Creator, but it is us. So... We can leave our nature and connect to the Creator's nature through intermediate degrees between us and from there to bestow. It was done deliberately. If we did not have this concept of the Shekhinah, just the Creator and the created beings, the created beings have to connect and be in contact with the Creator. Well, how can they do it? Why not? The created beings can depict to themselves a reality where they disconnect from what they had before and get closer to the Creator. And then they seemingly have some control 
over their state. This gives a person the possibility to talk about what is he, where is he, where was he before, where does he want to be, etc. So when we want to get closer to the Creator, we need to portray to ourselves adhesion. Adhesion in Him or this vessel called Shechina, which is complete. Here, well, let's talk about that as well. The vessel where we are all incorporated is called the Shekhinah. And what fills the Shekhinah, the upper light, is called the Creator. This is why it is written. She is the Shekhinah, the dwelling place, and he is the creator, and this is how they need to be together. We need to cause the filling of the Shekhinah by the creator, so that the two of them will complete each other. So our goal is to cause the wholeness of the Shekhinah? Yes. Or the joy of the Creator who bestows upon the Shekhinah? Ultimately, of course, we need to cause the joy of the Creator. This can be by the Shekhinah becoming revealed with its full power through our actions. Oh, yeah, Any, anyone else? Yes. Is there another way to be blessed, or only through others we are blessed? By you gathering or causing the gathering of the broken vessels, and to the extent that they connect the light, according to the equivalence of form, is revealed in them. Another question, how can a person on a degree of the wicked can reach a state where I trust in the Lord? The degree of wicked doesn't mean that he is wicked because everything comes from the Creator, from the shattering of Adam Rishon, the, the sin of Adam Rishon. That is, we shouldn't start with uh, saying, oh no, but rather this is the situation. And we have to discover that uh, situation and see what are the steps by which we can uh, establish him, bring him back to a state of uh, life and so that he can feel himself. But when a person feels himself as wicked, it comes from the upper one. How does he come to a point where I trust in the Lord? Well, because this was to begin with, for what purpose does he discover himself as wicked in order to correct himself and identify with the Creator? What does it mean, I trust in the Lord? 
trust the Creator means that he's also incorporated with the light of Hasadim. And he says, when we speak from the perspective of the vessels, we call it the sorrow of the Shekhinah. The sorrow of the Shekhinah, it's felt in our vessels, or there's also sorrow in the light itself. The general Malchut is in a state called sorrow. Sorrow means lack of chasadim. Therefore, she cannot fill herself with the light of chokhmah. The feeling of joy or sorrow, more um, what he describes here, it's our sense of the Shekhinah, right? It's not actual sorrow of the Shekhinah. We cannot say it's in truth or not in truth. We feel that she feels sorrow, that she's in sadness, and that we are the reason for that state. Who is in sorrow, the created being or the creator? The Shekhinah, the place that the created being prepares for the revelation of the creator. Anyone else? He writes now that he has begun in the work of Bestol. He feels pain when he wants to engage in Torah and Mitzvot. What are these pains? Lack of chasadim, I think. How does it manifest when, when you feel emptiness that's called pain? Yes, that he could give contentment to the Creator, but in the meantime, he's only giving him trouble. And when a person tries, I'm not sure what is in order to bestow, but at least when I try to do in order to bestow, it also feels as emptiness at the same time, like we give up on something. Yes. And this feeling of emptiness is also bestowing upon the Creator. The Creator likes it when a person feels empty. No. There's no such thing. If it's along the way, and immediately after that, there can be an act of uh, correction and filling. That is something else. Yeah. It's on the way, not just plain emptiness, but emptiness in the sense that we're trying to bestow, doing actions opposite the reception, and the vessel feels empty. So that emptiness, is it, it causes contentment to the Creator? No. No. Only the feeling. The, the fulfillment causes. But the, the emptiness that we feel in our efforts is a condition for the fulfillment. Oh, who knows that if it's a condition or it's not a condition. But how will the Creator enter if there's no place for Him? But it's not your business to worry about this empty place that you constantly are trying to excite all of us into this state of uh, let us all love the emptiness. No. That we should want to reach that. No. I'm asking that because it's difficult to be in that state. 
for what purpose? Try as much as possible to continue. To continue the corrections and fillings. Thank you. How does something non-tangible becomes tangible when he talks about joy or happiness here? Well, they were not revealed before, but now they become revealed. How is it that suddenly it becomes tangible, actual sorrow or joy? Because the person already comes closer to the Creator in that he wants to do something for the benefit of the Creator, for his benefit. And so for him to be with an empty vessel or a full vessel, this is the entire essence of uh, bad, of evil. But when he starts and reads, then he reads that as the sorrow of the Shekhinah. Okay, what is it? He doesn't know. And then, at a certain point, he does know. How does it... How does something that's outside the senses suddenly becomes inside the senses? A person who is in the study and doing certain actions, he discovers that the whole world is actually deficient, even though this deficiency is not revealed to them. And the whole world is suffering, suffering because the Creator is hidden. From that, a person reaches the state where the concealment causes him sorrow, not because he doesn't have it, he doesn't have something, but because the Creator is not revealed to the created beings. Then he prays for the Shekhinah, which is the place of the revelation of the Creator to the created beings. And this concept, the Shekhinah, becomes his new vessel of feeling where he feels joy or sorrow? Yes, everything is for the Shekhinah. Now that Shekhinah, we, can we say it's the vessel of sensation of the Creator where he feels pleasure or joy? Yes. So basically he receives a new emotional vessel shared by him and the Creator. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. David. Rabash po meter schematic imagines uh, describes in, in a schematic way what is the gathering of Israel. Maybe if we can say it more clearly, he says that it's Malchut of Atzilut and Zeranpin or Yisod of Zeranpin is blessed be he, the creator. So what is Zeranpin is Zeranpin of Atzilut, that's called blessed be he? Zeranpin of Atzilut is as the creator towards the created beings. So, another question here. If we feel the sorrow of the Shekhinah, there's basically a discernment in Malchut of Atzilut or it radiates lower somewhere. Meaning a person who feels the sorrow of the Shekhinah means he discerns in Malchut of Atzilut. Let's say so. Can I ask another thing? The 
haggling of the Malchut. What is it? It's all, it's all the worlds of Bia. Malchut besofa. He says it's Malchut at its end. So is that what is it? Below Atzilut. Well, in particular, these are the vessels from Chazen below in the world of Yetzira. Okay, another last question. Can it be that a sorrow that sorrow will be felt in the Creator, or that the discernment of sorrow is only in the Shechina? In the Creator, we don't. It, but only through the Shekhinah. Rabash wrote here something, and I wasn't sure. First of all, he says that the feeling of sorrow is in the Shekhinah, but there's also a sorrow from the Shekhinah, from the dweller, that he can't fulfill the, the vessels. So there's also a feeling that the Creator has sorrow? Apparently so. So, because it, uh, we learn that the Creator always sees creator as, the creation as whole and full. Well, that depends on uh, what states we're talking about. Anyone else? It's written that when the lower ones engage in Torah mitzvot with the aim to bestow, they cause unification above, meaning that Malchut 2, which receives the abundance for the lower ones, becomes the aspect of uh, the giver. Yes. How does the Malchut become a, a bestower, a giver? Towards the souls. Of course she bestows to the souls. But we learn that the quality of Malchut is to receive, so... To receive in order to bestow. So basically, all the actions that we as lower ones do to receive in order to bestow is our identification with Malchut? We cause Malchut to want to receive in order to bestow. Right, but we also say about the person himself that he has to achieve dvekut, to receive in order to bestow. Yes. And ultimately, it's all in the Malchut herself. But the person, through the corrections, he enters Malchut. He becomes a part of Malchut, a part of the Shekhinah. That's not clear, because there is a division, the souls and Malchut. Maybe we will find something else written about it. I don't understand this division. Ken. He describes a state where a person feels he writes that a person feels or the person claims that before I reached the path I was observing to run mitzvot and I felt good and now I don't feel good pains and all kinds of troubles yes I hear 
quite often that friends claim that ever since they've been on a path, all kinds of corporeal problems surface uh, related to health or money. We even say, we give an example of the people of uh, Israel who are now going through, let's call it corporeal problems. It is also because it's actually advancement. And I wanted to ask, what is the relation, the connection between the corporeal things that appear on the level of the still vegetative and animate and advancement on the level of the speaking? I can't communicate the formula to you. That is how much progress happens on the speaking level within us opposite the suffering suffered by the, the body and the environment and so forth. Meaning there is a certain formula but I can't depict it. So it's not such some imagination that, I mean, I would expect that a person would uh, reveal the evil, so in his feeling he feels bad, he feels the gap between the quality of his soul and the evil within him. So this is a feeling. Yes, and... But, but is it not some imagination that suddenly a person feels that he's sick, more sick or something? This is what I'm trying to... Uh, I think it's uh, some kind of imagination where he says this is also related to it. No, it can be related. But you can't explain this uh, connection? No. Also, you're not going to reveal it. You, you won't reveal it because to, that to the extent of lack of connection or connection then you have a more open or concealed connection with the Creator, with the higher providence. But it could also be the opposite state where a person uh, discovers the evil within him, his oppositeness from the quality of his soul, and he also succeeds financially and he feels uh, fine in terms of his body, his health, or maybe not. I almost haven't seen that. That's your answer. Not that we need to agree with a person delving into some financial problem or sickness or something, but it is more compatible than what we can imagine as an ascent. No. Someone else there? Yeah. Rabash writes that when a person overcomes and he has trust in the Creator, despite of the pains, he's rewarded with chesed. What gives the, per, the person the power to overcome? The amount of light that influences from above. So it's a drop and another drop and they accumulate. Yes, you could say that. No. 
Rav, you said that the moment that Malchut imparts to the souls, her quality becomes bestowed, from reception to bestowed. My question is, how do the souls... She begins to be called Shechina. The quality of Malchut is to receive, and the moment that she imparts to the souls, it says that she now is bestowing. Yes. So my question is, how do the souls become givers, bestowing? To whom do they bestow? To whom do they bestow? How does their reception become bestowed? To whom do they bestow? They receive in order to bestow. But Why? Because that's how they bring contentment to the Creator. It's unclear. The Creator wants to bestow. They say it's like the cow that has more milk than necessary. She's bursting. So that thus they come and suckle the fulfillment from the Creator. So why cannot Malfu do it by herself? Why does she need the souls, but we can do it? That's according to the deficiency. In Malchut, there's a deficiency to give, and the souls have a deficiency to receive. There just has to be an intention here to bestow to the Malchut, to the Shechina. No, no, Go ahead. We say that the quality of Malchut is reception. When she bestows to the souls, she becomes a giver, bestowing. The souls, it's the same. Their quality is reception. Yes. How Malchut needs us in order to become the bestower, the giver. How do we become givers, bestowers? This order is it's not clear. If there was, there was something on the level below me, I would understand it follows the same same manner, same scheme. You don't understand how the receiver becomes a bestower by receiving in order to bestow? The intention changes. Why can't Malchut change its intention? Why does it need us? Because... It's a system. Only the souls are in a state where they can replace their degree, the intention, the action. That's exactly my question. What is the difference between this system of the souls and that upper system? Because what exists in the souls is a different substance. It's a substance of reception. And thus they can be more flexible, working either in order to receive or in order to bestow. And the substance of Malchut, it's not the same? Anything besides Malchut, besides that, is just nature. More? Similar question. He writes here, therefore follows 
therefore follows that in order to have contentment about because he said he spoke and his will was done meaning because his desire to do good was implemented meaning the created beings receive of him desire, delight and pleasure this is the joy that the created beings cause above as our sages said there was no joy before him as on the day that the heaven and the earth were created now, they receive in order to cause joy above. They don't receive for themselves. It's not so clear how can there be such an issue. issue. You gave us an example of a child that when he's uh, older, let's say 40 years old, he comes comes home, she lets him eat the food that she likes to prepare for him. And he's not hungry, but he eats in order to give his mother uh, contentment. Clearly by this, he makes the mother happy, but he himself is not hungry, he doesn't enjoy the food. So, it can't be that the Creator gets pleasure out of something that we do not enjoy. We can't trick him. With the mother, she sees the child eating fine, she enjoys it. She doesn't know that he's actually suffering from the food he's eating for her. How does it work with the Creator? The Creator enjoys because he can delight the created beings. The created beings enjoy since they can bring contentment to the Creator. What's not clear? These relations between us and the Creator, what is the food that he wants to give us? The upper light, inner light that fulfills the souls. What does it mean that we want to receive this light, that we want to eat? We have a deficiency. A deficiency for what? In our will to receive. But what do we push into our belly? What happens there? What we're pushing into the stomach, if you're talking about actual stomach, I don't know. But if you're talking about the soul, it's the upper light. Let's say we sit in the tent, we enter a lesson. How in the tent do we direct ourselves now so that the mother will enjoy from us, that we will be her good children? If you, together as a ten, think about how to delight or please mother, then you understand that other the intention, what we call man, raising man, there's nothing else to do. So you do that. What is this man? What is the request? Man is a request, a prayer. What is the request? That the upper one will give us all the conditions so that it's clear to us how we do the actions of bestowal. And the upper one is capable and wants and to do it. Maybe to complete the question, so there is a state where we seemingly do our work, the ten, or the person himself, he exerts, he exerts in the intention, if I understand correctly, using the analogy of the mother and son, if I, as a created being, now make an effort, 
think for the created beings, to think for the revelation of the Creator, and I ask for that to happen in the world, if I ask for that, if I don't feel joy as a result of this, if I make the effort but I don't discover joy as a result of that, something is wrong here. Right? Right. So that's my question. Seemingly, there's a stage in our work where we have efforts, but the baby or the child sees that he's giving contentment by eating, and it fills him because his mother is happy. This is the reciprocity between them. The food no longer plays a function. And for us in the work, there is a stage where we make efforts but we don't have the... Uh, we don't feel the Creator's joy as a result of our efforts. First of all, is there such a stage in the work even? Okay, again, this child who is now eating in order to make the mother happy, eventually his feeling is because he sees the joy of the mother. This is what fills him. She is happy when he eats, he is happy because he sees that she is happy. Well, let's say so, yeah. Okay, let's say so. So we, in our work, in our... In our efforts, first of all, is there such a stage in our work when we make efforts in order to give the Creator contentment out of what we study, like good uh, kids, and we make an effort to ask for the ten and for the revelation of the Creator in the world, etc., etc., but there is no feedback from the Creator. It's not like the child looks at the mother and she sees her, he sees her smiling. Is there such a state when we make efforts but we still don't see the Creator? smiling is there such a stage in the work I don't understand what what you're talking about Gershon I think you two have confused yourself a bit when a person works in Hasadim, does he feel he feels happy in the work he's happy that he has the privilege of working and bestow right yeah. Again, yeah. Because he cannot trust the guidance of the good and the pleasure. When this person overcomes, it is considered that he trusts the Creator. Then he is uh, rewarded with chesed will surround him. It says here that when he overcomes, then he is surrounded with chesed, with mercy. What is the overcoming about? That this is how he comes to the quality of chesed. Because his initial, original quality is the will to receive. He overcomes the will to receive, or... He overcomes the will to receive, yes. It's just that here it says that first he doesn't see the guidance of good and, and doing good. Then when he overcomes, he's in chesed. So the overcoming is the, over the desire, over seeing the good who does good. 
No, we're always speaking with respect to the desire. Okay, that's it? Amit? Yes? Also about the last paragraph. Many, many are the afflictions of the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord will be surrounded by mercy. This is what he writes. And he explains that when a person walks on a path, he advances, the more and more he discovers the evil. It's not that the evil is added to him, but it is only revealed to him how much is buried inside of his will to receive, his bad qualities, this evil is manifested not only internally in the person, but also it is manifested in how he influences his external environment. Sometimes um, he breaks loose over his hand, uh, he may hurt his family, he discovers his evil, he reveals his evil towards his external environment. Yes. Well, with himself, he can somehow balance it. He says here that the person should tell himself that if if the evil is revealed, it is revealed because I also have good. And the person overcomes by that. Right? This is if he advances correctly. But if he doesn't advance correctly, then he discovers more and more evil that he cannot balance with the good, and then he erupts. Okay, so he needs to correct it. Of course. So his correction with respect to himself is more or less clear to him, to this person, what he has to do. He has lack of chasadim. Okay, so he comes and prays and tries to connect, and yes. But what about the uh, ramifications of what he did to his external environment? How does he make the correction there? The Creator corrects. There are such states, let's say not not uh, everyone, not all the states, but you can say that many states, the Creator corrects them. He has no control there? Control, there is no control at all. The ability to, to change something also barely, barely exists. He should Think about the next states, the future states. Okay, let's go to the next part. Oh, no, we have here. Um, all right. Kiev. Kiev. We talked about uh, Shekhina and said that we need to bring contentment to the Creator by connecting the Shekhina. How do we do this from within the ten? How can we please the Creator by connecting the Shekhinah? When we connect together and want to reveal the Creator in order to give Him contentment, so each one of us gives His supposedly tenth part to the general calculation. Then all those parts, when they gather, they are raised to the Creator. They uplift to the Creator. What is this 10th part that we give? 
what is the tenth part that we convey, that we pass on? The malchut of each and every one, all those malchuts connect, and they bestow upon the Creator. The Creator receives them and fills them. Can we make a precision? We always learn that we restrict malchut and convey what is above malchut. Okay, yeah, that's how it is. But you're saying that we bring malchut to the general connection. Each one of us has an individual malchut. We want to connect them all together. And in this way, reveal. That's how we reveal. Thank you, teacher. The animate body um, eventually passes away. How does a person use this seemingly unpleasant state to raise the Shekhinah? body on his life like an opportunity what he can do with his body or with the states the body is going through which is called life and what he could do by this he's using it and raising it to the creator uh, Mach 4 uh, why do we elevate our emptiness in the prayer, why can't we simply ask for the ability to bestow? In order to work with our vessels. To work with our vessels. The thing is that in the 10, when we want to connect, it could have been easier to connect if we only asked for the intention to bestow. Otherwise, there's a feeling that the friends will receive to the will to receive for themselves. No, that can't happen. Malchut is made of souls that have come to the state of receiving in order to bestow. Is this correct? Yes. So let's say a person is on the 40th degree. Does that mean that on the 40th degree and below, he is already a part of Malchut? And on higher degrees, he is still not corrected and wicked? It's not that he's wicked. He doesn't know them yet. He, he doesn't know that desire yet. Where in this map is the stage of bestowal where he bestows in order to bestow? You have to see all these things. It's uh, all right. Let's go to the next part. And I'll be right back. So we'll move to the next part of the lesson, and before that, we'll sing a song together. Mm-hmm. 
הייסורים והמחובים, כל שנות החיים למי אנו מהנים. ואם נקשיב לכל הקריאה, לא נסחף בהבלי הבריאה. נגיע לפתרון אחידה, על כל הפשעים תכסה אהבה. מהשרה עולה תפילה, והלב האחד מתמלא עוד הים. מהשרה זמן של חיבור, זמן של בחירה. הוא שיר שעולה ונשמע, הולך ונגלה מתוך הדממה. 